Hi, Bo and Casey would like you to know that they set out to make a real, regular installment of Telefriends, and to play the messages left, by you, at, 304, 518 jams. jams, but that didn't happen. Also, before warned, this episode contains mild spoilers for seasons 1 and 2 of the hit HBO franchise Entourage, starring Emmy Award-winning actor Jeremy Piven. supposed to do we shut it down judge us it down so i think i might be depressed yeah and i and like you know it's a hard thing to put your finger on because there's a lot of things that make people sad in the world right mm-hmm. but i was sitting around the house uh-huh. like you do by myself depressed. i had dropped my daughter off at school yeah and I was like, I want to start a new show, a television show. Okay. So I'd like to come home, watch a show, and then do my day. Sick. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I should start this yeah. HBO show that everybody loves. People love Succession. And uh, so I go down to sit and watch it, and I'm like, I don't know, an hour long. It seems like a family of pricks. I'm halfway through season two of Entourage. Whoa. I don't like it. People, yeah, it's weird. I, I think it's a symbol of my depression. Is like, I didn't watch an episode of Entourage. I watched <laughs> two seasons of Entourage in two days. <laughs> What was happening around you that, and you're just like, I'm just... Every time I was alone, I watched Entourage. Weird, man. I never liked that show. What itch is it scratching for you? None. I don't believe that. It's got to be doing something It's not funny. No. It's pretty offensive many times. (laughs) That first season is so homophobic and sexist and terrible. And remember that Jeremy Piven for a moment was charming? Yeah. He is not in that anymore. In hindsight, that is bad. Let's hug it out, bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch. It's I... so fucking bad. So, yeah, it's not scratching a comedy itch for you. It must be scratched. Like, did you ever get into, like, Jersey Shore? Is it that oh, kind I of... Oh, I watched some Jersey. There's a bit in Jersey Shore that I think is comedy goldmine. Go. There's a scene where, ooh, I want to say Snooky okay. is trying to use the phone drunk, uh-huh. and people are calling, <laughs> and she's trying to answering it, and it's like this bit of physical comedy. <laughs> she's like Buster Keaton. That if someone wrote it, they would be genius. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and I've never gone back to look at it again because it's this perfect memory. Right. But it's like, I admit, I've got a thing for shows that should be good, or things that should be good for all intents and purposes and aren't. Yeah. Studio you... 60, Aaron Sorkin has a couple. Studio 60 is the finest example of that. Newsroom is a fine example of that. You should get into... Like, s- this should be good. You should get into Sense8. Sense8 was kind of like that sometimes. Yeah. But no, it's occasionally very good. It had like heart yeah. in the right place kind of thing. Yeah. Even when the actors couldn't keep up with what was happening. Right. Which was a lot. Yeah. Oh, and the okay. writing was like, oh, let's <laughs> calm down on the writing. Let's relax. Let's edit that scene just, you know, by half. <laughs> but, uh... Entourage. So... I, I think it's a sign. I think, like, I wasn't... I was like, man, I don't know what's going on with me. And I was halfway through season one, I was like, I think I've got a serious problem. Like, do I have to go to a doctor and be like, I've been watching... I've been... Ooh, Entourage. Mainline go, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I... Like, I can't... I uh, Honestly, I can't really tell where the line is right now between what you're joking about what you're serious about, but, like... Uh, it could be both. Okay. It could be two things. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't, I'm not saying that like I've been hanging out with Casey lately and yeah, I don't think you're necessarily off track. I'm saying that like it does sound pretty symptomatic. (laughs) 
<laughs> for sure. Like, it's no joke. Like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I know I've been feeling strange, and I know things aren't quite right. Yeah. Brain chemistry feeling, like, reactions to shit. Really? You feel and like then, you've been blowing up more? No, I don't. It's not even, like, anger or anything. Yeah. But it's just, like, not enjoying things I usually enjoy. Huh. And I have this time I Give set aside for myself to do things. Honor oh, no, Rush. I set this time aside to do something that I like doing. Yeah. That I could absorb a good new thing. Right. And I watched a thing I've seen before, and I hated them. You've seen Honorage before. I've watched every episode before. <laughs> this, these aren't surprise episodes. Oh, I know that they're going to work it out. I know yeah. what happens with Aquaman. That's even... Is that better or even worse? He asks Mandy Moore to marry him, and then he does this movie with her? What? Mandy, Mandy Moore. you crazy for this one. I, this is what I'm... Gl- I've never really seen Honorage. So, okay, but then, like, I, what's interesting... He had a bit part on uh, A Walk in the Clouds, or whatever the fuck. The fuck I guess my, my thing is, you know, people get despondent and they want to turn to a familiar thing right so like this is why i've watched the office seven times <laughs> yes yes it's interesting that you're gravitating toward a thing that you're familiar with in terms of comfort food but it's like it's like if you were just like all right i'm just gonna eat a mcrib for every meal like yeah. you know what it is but yeah. you don't like it like it, yeah it's weird to find comfort be when seeking comfort to find the comfort in a thing that you don't like yeah that's like, weird, man. Is that what I see as my normal? Is a state of, <laughs> of anger just and displeasure? general dis- dissatisfaction? But, but I'm not mad. I'm just like, this is bad. <laughs> like, how bad? Much bad? More bad can it get? Really, writers, how many episodes? Season two, season about two. halfway through. Okay. How many episodes do you think everything is solved by a phone call at the end? If you're saying under 10, you're probably wrong. Whoa. Over 10 episodes in season two. I don't know two. about 10, but a lot. More than like they're like oh what, what, seven what, what, like what are we gonna happen? do blah blah and at the end they're like that was James Cameron he offered me the role let's snowboard <laughs> shit that's so bad. so many times it's a phone call at the end of the episode to be like the thing we thought isn't the thing what is that guy's name is Adrian Grenier oh he's he might be the worst offender of the the group so uh, hold on but he's what, the, hold, but what's the name of the actor on the show that Adrian Vinny Chase whose career is going better. Vinny Chase. Bo- over Adrian Grenier? Oh, a thousand times. Vinny, Vinny got Aquaman. James Cameron's directing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was like seven years before they made an Aquaman movie. And all Adrian Grenier is doing really, is fucking Entourage movies every once in a while. There's this really sweet section where Jeremy Piven is talking about Sundance. And he talks about the movie Station Agent. And he makes a lot of uh, short people jokes uh-huh. about an actor who says... Isn't ever going to be anything. You know who that actor is? My man, Peter Dinkdog? Yeah. I was like, he's going to be in commercials mailing himself in FedEx. Ey. Jeremy Piven has gone away because of a preemptive Me Too thing, right? <laughs> he like, threw down a smoke bomb he threw and threw a smoke bomb down and said, nah. I'll, I'll be doing a play in England. <laughs> For the next seven to eight years. <laughs> Fuck. No um, one gets out alive in honor of what does that mean? There's no at no point you're like, at least this guy's really giving it us all. At first you think it might be Matt Dillon's brother. Yeah, he seems funny. Oh, man. But he's not. just as bad as the rest. God damn it. So, yeah, uh, like, what course of action are you going to take here? Like, well, you got to, st- first, you got to stop finish. watching on I got to finish the you, series. You don't have to. You don't have to finish the series. Malcolm you McDowell, know how Malcolm McDowell just showed up as Ari's partner at the firm, and he's trying to steal Vinny as a client. So what? <laughs> I got to re-watch what happens. Well, you know what happens. <laughs> I, but seriously, I think the thing is, is like the scary part isn't that I sat and watched so much on rush. That's a waste of time. Yeah, I'm too old to be wasting that much time in my life. Right. The well, scary I mean, part is, is that I'm trying to get back to a normal by getting myself in a bad mood. Yeah. Like, is that an improvement? No. Because I don't feel like I'm in a bad mood all the time. I feel depressed. <laughs> 
I don't feel normal, but I don't feel like I'm in a bad mood all the time. Is this is this episode four? <laughs> Are we talking about depression? This is episode three. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. Um, I, I mean, you know, there's stuff you can do. Like, you got your bike fixed? Yes. The best thing you could be doing is riding your bike. Yes. In terms of depression. It's just got to get one day under under 90. Yeah, but then like... So, me and a friend of mine, JP, talk about this all the time. And we call it one more piece of gear disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you need one more thing. Well, not even one more thing. Right. Now, yeah, there's just like this these conditions under which you'll like prioritize your mental health. Like, you it, just got to fucking... Yeah, but part of that part of that is like, you know, is the jumping in the pool thing. It's like you got some people got to take the little steps first, you know? Yeah. You gotta get to the edge before you can yeah. get pushed in by your father and almost drown. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, take it. <laughs> I had a weirdly similar experience. Um, I think taking baby steps is different than willfully constructing obstacles. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm doing that. Right. But I think that, like, placing conditions it's, on It's things. important for me, if I'm going to be, for example, in, in this example, bike riding guy, yeah. that the first time I go out to seriously get a ride on my bike, it go pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Because if it goes really, if I like get somewhere and like have to call for a ride, like chances are I'm getting back on that bike is pretty low. Yeah, that's you fair. Know, I need a good experience. I need, need a pretty a, day, a, sure thing. a nice cool day. Yeah, man, let's take a like, bike. No press, no press, no depress. I I mean, like I don't know. I'm I'm willing to talk about this as much as you are. Like I feel like I get the most. I don't think I'm clinically depressed. No, one. I don't think I I don't think I am either. But I do feel like <laughs> I experience highs and lows. Yeah. And, I feel like I'm always at my lowest when I when I, like I'm feeling like stymied, yes, frustrated yes. and unproductive. Mm-hmm. That sucks for me, and I also get all fucked up. I like I did not realize how fucked up my like body image was until the past couple of years, and that yeah. shit fucks me up. Like, well, and I think part of that might be that we lose some of that I don't give a fuck attitude as we get older and like become more comfortable in our lives maybe like several years ago I would have been like I don't give a shit go fuck yourself you know I don't care if I think poorly of my own body you know but now it's like Ugh. like yeah I, like I need to do things about this <laughs> like this is right you know this isn't just me I'm being concerned about anymore so two things about that like one I mean I didn't realize how fucked up my body image was until this friend this family friend came and visited for like a day she was like in town and we all went to lunch and it was like do you want some of these pancakes and i was like ah no i'm not eating carbs right now and she was all like it doesn't show no (laughs) (laughs) that would have been like hilarious she was she said everyone on your family is always on some kind of weird diet whoa yeah and I was like, weird. That, outside, that the outside searchlight spotted you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I felt yo. I felt not seen but exposed. <laughs> I was like, yikes. That's fucking wild. True. Yeah. The other thing is that I think that you and I experienced uh, the same phenomenon, which is that we spent. We saw the movie Phenomenon. Yeah, and changed our lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you do after that? <laughs> that was badass. This phenomenon, the Travolta. Yeah. Okay. So, no, I think we both experienced the same phenomenon in that we uh, spent our teens and 20s and into our late 20s as a couple of dudes who are, like, fucking smoking cigs and drinking coffee all the time. Yeah. And 
also not having to do a single anything in order to like maintain the kind of shape that we that wanted we were, to be in. They were perfectly comfortable with. Yeah. It's yeah. like, whatever. Like I was never in great shape. No, but like <laughs> me neither. I don't say yeah. no, like you weren't. I'm saying I wasn't either. Yeah. Uh, me neither, but I was always like fucking skinny and like yeah. whatever. And then I turned 30 and then I quit smoking, and then I quit drinking caffeine and doing all that shit that suppresses your appetite and speeds up your metabolism, yeah. and now I'm fucking fat. <laughs> like, and, and, but in the meantime, in the, my teens and 20s, I didn't build in any of the fucking habits that yes. you need to have in order I to... I thought like, about them. Yeah, but I'm like, They'd who like, fucking needs yeah. it? I smoke, bitch. Like, I don't yeah. care. I want to go drink 17 beers. Yeah, dude. I'm just going to, like, fucking smoke cigs and eat hash browns all day long <laughs> and that's gonna be my life but yeah that shit don't fly now and i think that there's fuck man i'm like i feel like i'm like this walking ball of cliches but another thing that i say all the time is the fucking you don't like star wars you just miss being young i kind of think maybe that's even true for like i don't even give a fuck about being skinny maybe i just miss being young and it's yeah i miss not having to like for sure be concerned about with that, that kind of yeah. shit yeah uh but you know fuck what am i supposed to do <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder sometimes if at our age that the things you grow to be concerned about become actually important instead of personally important. Example. Like our health and yeah. like our kid. Yeah. Not our mutual kid. The, we both have a kid separately. We had a we have another kid in like a twins scenario. <laughs> it's impossible that, to tell that, who that the poor monster. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're like, and that makes it less about our ego and less about ourselves. Yeah. Since it's about things that are actually important, you know, whereas before all our biggest concerns were personal, like gimme, gimme, gimme kind of shit. How can I have the most fun? Yeah. How can I get the most out of every day? Yeah. Dumb shit. How basically. can I enjoy this the most? Yes. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, this is legit. Yeah. How can I pay this fucking mortgage? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the thing. The other well, that's that, that's what I was saying before too. Is like, and it's not like having a lifetime of being up and down, depressed here and there. You yeah. know, comfortable with depression, knowing that it's a cycle. Sometimes that, like, you know, there's certain times where I'm just going to feel bad for a little while. Yeah, and I'll come out of that. But seeing the pattern and as you get older and be able to look back. Yeah, that's and scary. seeing the waves and you're seeing like, oh, these are coming way closer together than they used to and lasting longer you know is also probably more affecting than it had been then it's also it's also weird to see patterns of your own behavior where you're like oh fuck like like uh you know whatever i'm gonna say this out loud yeah okay i i'm a writer i write shit professionally it's what i do for a living uh but what i do for a living is like add like stuff do you know what i mean like it's not but then in my personal life i write things that are not ad copy yes you know what i mean you're a professional ad writer right i'm not a professional writer but you're not a you're not a novelist or right i'm not a novelist but i've written a novel yeah and i start a lot of projects yeah and i don't finish most of them but like i don't know one of the defining descriptions of you had to tell somebody as your guy who likes to have a thing, I love you like, to have love a having thing a thing going. going. Even if to. even if it's not a thing that happens, like you like the process of thinking of how it might go. You yeah. like having those things. But then Brendan was like the other day. He's like, your problem is like you start a lot of shit, but then it's not even that you don't finish it. It's that you make it bigger than it needs to be. And I'm like, fuck, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you've got twelve moving parts when it needs to just be you. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck, you're right. This is proof of that. Um, <laughs> But it's weird to, to feel those patterns in yourself. Like, oh, I'm starting another fucking thing I'm not going to finish. Like, yeah. That kind of vibe. Just a quick break, if you don't mind. 
You can follow the Telly Friends on Twitter. There are Telly underscore friends. On Instagram, there are 304518jams. Jams. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast and give them all your money. But the best way to support the show, for real, is to tell a friend about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Now, back to episode three. So when you come home after you've been gone, Clara, what is her reaction like? Well, like, say, I've been at work. Yeah. She's been at home. Yeah. She yells daddy and runs up and hugs me. And How dope is that? It's the best. It's the fucking it best. It never gets old. It never gets old. Yeah. I, like, almost started crying yesterday because... I realize how important that is to my day yeah, and how important that must have been to my dad's day. Yeah. The purity of her affection yeah. is unreal. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what are we going to do, man? Like, Clara held my hand while we were watching a TV show the other day and told me it was okay to be scared. Fuck yeah, Clara. You're entitled to your emotions, homie. She That's keeps going, do you want to hold my hand? Yeah, dude. Because we got this thing when she gets, she's going through the scare phase right now, where things scare her a lot. <laughs> right. She'll come in, she'll pretend to see a bug and be really scared, or anything <laughs> that she's, anything can scare. Too much sun scares me. Ah! Too much dark scares me. But, uh, so for a while we were doing the thing where I'd tell her, like, look at me. Yeah. If, do I look scared? And she'll be like, no. And I was like, then you don't have to be scared. That's a good I was like, one. if daddy's not scared, you don't have to be scared. That's a good one. And so she's been like, she'll neck snap to find me when something scary happens. Yeah. But now she's like, very much like in touch with how i look like i'm feeling that's that's sick which is which is crazy because like that all feels like really good parenting stuff like i feel like i'm doing <laughs> yeah it. you're nailing it and I'm f- i feel very good at, very confident about my relationship with my daughter yeah so it's weird to feel depressed and emotionally off and still feel like i'm doing that really well because it used to be like high school when i was depressed it was overwhelming you know it's probably a ba- brain chemistry thing then too where if like i can do nothing with my life yeah to feel good about anything just, just full despondent yeah. full fuck everything yeah where, what's scary is now i can go around and be fine yeah and actually feel like i'm doing really good at certain things and still feel like that so uh, like my first question is have you ever talked to anybody about it like professionally yeah no. therapist oh no. man i need to i like i am not a person who believes in constant therapy like yeah. i think that my thing is like uh every time i go to therapy it's like fucking <clears throat> i'm real raw afterwards and it's like i've really yeah. and, you know and i think that if when you stay in therapy forever which is what people want you to do it's like you never really get a chance to heal from that shit and yeah. sometimes like i don't know i kind there's of believe no, uh, that scars can be healthy like yeah. there's no reason for me to reopen and re-examine it, trauma it feels all the like time. It, it doesn't allow you enough reflection on what you're getting from therapy yeah when and, you're just and, waiting for your next appointment and what my life is like now like i don't like fuck man like all kinds of fucked up shit happened to me as a kid but like yeah. it's not informing what we're talking about now not really if i go to a therapist once a week at some point the thing i need to talk about is why i'm going to a therapist once a week and what am i gonna do get another therapist to talk to that <laughs> therapist about it like it's you i can't have that but, yeah Can you two get together <laughs> <laughs> like seriously like and like i'm a believer in therapy like yeah. i think it's a great thing i think everyone's better off for it but i can't i don't know like i would i can't say you. i can't do it but i'm saying there's there's some kind of block there that i'm not getting past but that i think is the number one reason you need to be in therapy yeah is not the block that you have against therapy it's yeah. the block that you have because that same block is the same block in front of you in the barber shop yeah like that uh-huh. that's like a thing with you yeah and i would love it i would challenge you to go 12 times over six months yeah i probably should it'd probably be good for me yeah I also, man, here's my thing, is when I left college, when I left the town that I went to college in. Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, Notre Dame. Home of the fighting hunchbacks. Yep, there's always a pain in the ass. People in your class hated you. <laughs> they're like, oh, here Notre Dame. You're like, Notre Dame. <laughs> like, we're in Indiana, asshole. Is that Indiana, where? Illinois? Indiana? <laughs> One of those. Man, I just realized the other day how bad I am at geography. I don't know what any of the states are. I know, like, California and Florida and Texas and shit. I'm pretty good at states. Man, not me. I was like, what is that? Utah? Nevada? <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> Don't we get started on where Nebraska is? No thanks. That one's like kind of the. Which one's is just a square ass square? Colorado. Colorado's a pretty square ass square. All right. Colorado's dope. I remember being in college, and I remember Iowa was just kind of a yeah, slant, slightly slanted. Uh, okay, so this friend of mine from college contacted me the other day, and so I called her back, and I was like, "Look, I don't believe that I was behaving in a mentally healthy way when I lived there." Yeah, and I am not trying to alienate anyone from my life but it feels like everybody from that era in my life was encouraging unbeknownst to them behaviors in me that weren't healthy yeah and i wonder like all that to say you know i wonder what it is that you're that you're doing that you don't realize you're doing like this entourage thing is like a yeah oh fuck i'm doing a thing yeah. like there's been times in my life where i like there's a there's six bags of trash in my kitchen this is how you become a fucking shut-in i have to take out this yeah, trash yeah. or else i'm going to be a yeah shut-in. this like, the the surprise signpost that we're like oh fuck <laughs> yeah. i've been doing this thing I'm into season two of Entourage yeah. in two days? That's fucking wild. I mean, it, my revelation came after episode two. I was like, what am I doing? And then you went... I just spent an hour watching this. Oh, fuck. And then I watched like six more hours. Is there only six episode seasons? Uh, They're half hour, half hour ups. Okay. First season's like 10 episodes, and the second one's like 12 or something. Um. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we recorded something. <laughs> oh, fuck. We fucking blew it. That was nice, though. It was nice. It's a good talk. I, I'm really serious. Is I, that episode four? Shit. Do we get back together, record three, and then make four all that? Just the tell our friends get real for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be, yeah. Episode four. Okay. Some bummers. <laughs> <laughs> Just one long bummer. I mean. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not. I like a weird bloodletting every once in a while. Yeah, I think it feels good. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think it's important to be as open and honest as possible. I want to get to a place where we have an idea in terms of, I don't know that I, I want to feel like I've, you know, I want to feel like you get help. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Me too. Like, I'm not to the ask for help stage. Right. But I am at a stage where I'm bringing it up to people. <laughs> like, someone texted me to do something this week and I was like, I don't think my depression is going to allow me to do that right now. Ooh. Like, I think I'm going to have to stay home room. I'm sorry. And the person's like, Ooh. yo, I get it. Yeah. We've all been there if you need anything. I mean, like... My my fear, though, is that the same thing that's keeping you out of the barbershop is the same thing that's keeping you from asking for help, which is, I don't know what that block is I about. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I think that's... it's just like, you talking about it now almost seems like a way to circumvent that. No, I think it's a way to get... I think it's a helpful step to wrap I agree. my head around I'm what I into need. it. Yeah, I think it's what I need to do to get myself in a position to make the decision that I need to make. Yeah. To actually make a change. Because 100% honesty time, I'm a little shocked that we're talking about this. Like, to me, you're sort of way more guarded about this kind of thing. I usually am. Yeah. And that, uh, this is a pre-thought-out thing. Okay. Not, not the whole conversation. <laughs> and not, especially not recording it. How am I doing? <laughs> Better than my imagination. Oh, good. Good, good, good. But, but yeah, like, I wanted to talk about it with people. And, like, I, we don't see each other a lot. No. When jobs, kids, lives. Yeah. But... 
like I wanted to talk to you about it. And like as we were sitting here, I was like, this seems like the perfect opportunity to have this kind of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the conversation we had yesterday over the phone felt different. With yeah. You. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm where I'm trying to get comfortable talking about my problems. Yeah. And to do that to, with somebody I don't know seems like too much right now. Right. Because that's the problem with like, we'll call it the haircut issue. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like, it's someone I don't know. Uh-huh. That I'm stuck with. And that's touching me. Scenario. And like, I have to like talk and like make these personal decisions that I don't like making. When I just right. want... Just do it for me. Have you watched the show Fleabag yet? Uh, it's not up your alley because there's a lot of cheating relationship stuff. <laughs> I've watched the first half of season one and I really liked it. Amanda's not into it. And so... I love it. Kind of not watching it. Because... I it's think not the, because like just because we kind of both have to be on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a scene she has in that in the second season where someone's asking her what she wants. She starts explaining her point of view. Uh-huh. That really What's really she say? Home. Because my, I it, guess that's a thing that I, a question I have for you is what do you what do you want? And how much of your feeling the way you feel now is tied into you feeling like you'll never achieve what you want. Well, that's the thing is that's what I'm trying to change. Yeah. Is that I want? I'm trying to break that cycle that I've had my whole life. Where I've like this will be my 10 year wedding anniversary awesome. this month. It'll be 16 years I've been with my wife. Yeah, but she's a healthy person. Who <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's a healthy person who is fine making decisions in her life, doing whatever. Sure. So bef- with her, it was I could be like just concerned, worry about myself, yeah, try to fix things myself. But now that's not true. <clears throat> like as cliched as it is, now that I have a kid, yeah, like my emotional state affects her enough that I have to fix me, yeah, so it doesn't negatively affect her, right. And so I'm trying to build up momentum to be making those changes, and part of that is talking about things with people, yeah. Which th- I I love this. I think that this is an important thing that you're doing. My thing is I don't trust anybody. Even but Molly? I want other people to make my <laughs> make decisions for me sometimes. <laughs> so I, okay, so that's a, another question. Like I that's have. the scene of the thing where she's like, "I want someone just to tell me what to do." Oh, I've said that a thousand times in my like life. Like it's and then it's like, "Just tell me." You're like I'll do it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a person who doesn't trust anybody. Yeah. You know? Doesn't trust anybody. And also, like, that's an insane responsibility to put on someone else yeah, in yeah. the first place. You, you're a fucking adult. You need to make your decisions. You need to get in there and do And I'm trying to be that person. So, like, a thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is this idea that I have about what you should do. Yeah. Not you, Casey Shepard. Yes. Uh, my theory is you should find what you are good at doing and then do that thing, mm-hmm. which is not the same as finding the thing that you love to do and doing it, and not the same as finding the yes. thing that is the most lucrative to do and yes. doing it. Just the thing you're fucking good at. Yeah. And I think if you just do that thing, you will get happier. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my theory. I don't give a fuck if it's, like, I think the best fuck. like, I was in the Atlanta airport one day, and there was a dude working at this Chinese food kiosk in the Atlanta airport who was just being fucking awesome. Yeah. Like he looked like one of those like fucking like top talent videos. Yeah, it that feels you see. weird. It's weird to be like, here's a person doing a thing I wouldn't want to do. Yeah, but he's killing it. Like, and it like, always so feels so good, but also feel, makes me feel like an asshole to be like, maybe he's just a dude who likes doing a thing. Like, but like I think he's happy. Yeah. Like just beca- like this guy's like 
chopping rice up in interesting yeah. ways and flinging it around, but it's all coming together perfectly and shit. And you're like, fuck, that's impossible to do yeah. unless you've L- done it a billion times. Like you hit a good drive through person? <laughs> shit, you're yeah, like, man. No, I'm like, thank you. Yeah, this guy is killing. Or and I wonder if there's people like that who come into my, to my store and I like recommend the shit out of a game. <laughs> and they're like, that guy fucking loves that, that fucking game. And they leave and they're like... That's great. That guy knew what the fuck he's talking about. That guy did the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah I, I think that that's a real thing to really pursue is just doing what you're good at and yeah. saying fuck it. Like, yeah. Because it also, like, I think helps to manage and adjust your expectations from what you're supposed to get out of life and things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, not to be super cornball about it, but, like, I think we're here for each other. Yeah. And I think that, like, when you do what you are good at, you are performing a service to the world yeah. because I'm not good at that thing. Yeah. That's why you have to do it. Like, yeah. And it's, and it's the thing too, where it's like at no point in my life was I more, am I more capable of making the correct decisions for my life than I am now? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm in a place mm-hmm. with people yeah. in a community that I care for yeah. and cares about me. Right. And I've got a, soft comfortable base to land on if i fuck something up sure you know of friends and family and support yeah you can't fuck up so bad right now that you're homeless and destitute yeah, exactly and right so you can perfect, but it's gonna yeah. take some doing this is a perfect place <laughs> to make hard decisions yeah about my personal care and mental health yeah is there's no better time than now yeah i mean i think that this is a first step to you i don't want to fucking you know like, when we're talking about, like, your mental well-being, yeah. I mean, we've known each other long enough to know, l- known each other long enough to, I think, to have made certain assumptions about yes. <laughs> each other's, yes. but then saying them out loud feels like... Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, um, and it feels like at the risk of being insulting, and I don't... You're well, a person th- I care let's about. think, we're that weird position where we're very good friends, Yeah, we've known each other a significant amount of time, yeah. but we're not, like, childhood friends. We're right. not, like, college friends. Right. We're relatively modern, new friends. I think that's friends. good because you and I are friends. The the the, but, the bow that became friends with Casey uh, are the two people who they wanted to be yes. becoming friends with each other. And, and I think that's an important friendship. And, uh, and I think it's easier to tell somebody like that something and have it be significant. Yeah. Like, if I call my best friend for my entire life and tell him an important thing, I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. No shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whereas if we say that kind of stuff to somebody like us, yeah. it's still fresher. You know, it feels honest. It feels true in a way that, like, isn't this ultra comfort, like, me confessing to my mother something. Right. Because it doesn't mean. Because, like, the stakes are higher. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, we've ridden all these waves out already. <laughs> like, I know what this, I know how this movie goes, you know? Yeah. I've seen this season of Honorage. <laughs> I know it's going to work out for Vinny. Isn't there like a really dark season of Honorage where he becomes like a we'll junkie? And I'll shit? let you know. Oh, man. So, but I, yeah, but I, get, I guess one of my questions for you is like, at the risk of being offensive, stop me if I offend you. You've not come close yet. All right. Um, I wonder if you feel like you haven't been driving for a while. No, that's not offensive. That's And now it's like, you want to drive. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? I can see that. Okay. Like... I see myself being very good in a supportive role in life. Totally. Me too. Like, I, I like, I, I feel I like, like I being can a, say this to you because I feel similarly. Yeah, I like being a backup guy. Sure. A lot in a situation. You're a, uh, what, uh, what, do, what do you, what, D&D this? You're a clarer. <laughs> <laughs> what 
are you looking for support yeah. role? Yeah, I'm more of a druid, but whatever. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, and like it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's something to that where it's like I want to move some stuff aside. Yeah, make a little Casey trail. moving forward yeah. a little bit. You know, right? And I think that's honestly a healthy impulse. Yeah. Like I love you moving things aside and yes. pushing Casey forward. Yes. That's like yeah, that would make me so happy. Me too. I think. Yeah. It would. It's going to be not the easiest thing. No. <laughs> that's the no, bitch about no. it. Like um, I, I spent a week not returning phone calls. For a thing that was nothing. There was a ten there was a thirty five second conversation because I didn't want to have this conversation with a person I didn't know. Yeah. And like there's no pressure. I didn't do anything wrong. There are no stakes. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get graded. You right. know? I'm not grounded. But at I also the don't care if what anybody thinks is is where I have a problem. You do and you don't. It yeah, it's like. weird. It's like I can't I gotta find that balance. <laughs> yeah. But I very much care what I think. You think good things is the thing. Like, you're yeah. not a not thoughtful dude. I need to be more trusting in myself. For sure. Yeah. I remember, man, like, I remember this dude was talking to me about movies one day, and he said this thing where he's just like, I'm just really into my own taste right now. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. to be like, yeah, what I think is super valid. So, the shit that I think is valid as fuck. One aspect of my job is there's a lot of scheduled things that happen. I see a lot of the same people all the time. Sure. Like, customer-wise. Yeah. Like, there's people that come in every Wednesday and do a certain thing. Right. They're there every Wednesday. Okay. One of the things I do at work, too, is control the music. Yes. I got super self-conscious this week at work. I was like, how many times have they heard me listen to this Blur album? <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. It's a good album, right? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go see the Blur guy and get my Pokemon cards. Did they leave there and be like, motherfucker, how many times are you playing that Blur album? (laughs) No, they're probably going to play that to play. What the fuck are we listening to? Right. Every time I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I I wonder if, you know, a preoccupation with like super wistful and winsome uh, Britpop. No, that's a pretty happy album. Okay. Yeah. Damon does do sad. At least it sounds happy. better than any. <laughs> yeah. He's he's one. It he's lyrically an isn't all that isn't all that happy, but like I don't know what the song "Ong Ong" is about. Right. But it sounds happy as shit, and that's all I need. So we talked about this before, and this is not a thing. That I assume I'm... it's a Hong Kong thing. They take out the HK because it's all court there. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to. This is not going to go in a podcast. I don't think. But we have talked about. I, man, no, never mind. Because part of me is like, let's do mushrooms. And another part of me is like, that's just not step one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very simply not the first step. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> All right. This has been Telefeels. Um, okay. Maybe some bummers. <laughs> and TV wrap up. <laughs>
save before I forget. See you in the toilet. <laughs>